and praise God. Amen. We trust and believe that people will uh, be relieved and be healed totally. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, why don't we get started? Father, we do thank and praise you, Lord. We thank you for your word. We bless you and we exalt you and we lift you up. Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Father, I ask that you would just allow them to receive from you, receive from heaven, and be healed physically, uh, mentally, uh, Lord, and in every way. And we do thank you, praise you, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. Well, I think we're going to finish up from yesterday and last week. I thought I was finished. <laughs> but God gave me the same scripture, Ephesians 1.17, so we're going to go back there, amen. But we're going to talk about knowing him. And this is the reason uh, that God wants us to um, have wisdom and knowledge in the revelation of him. He wants us to know him better. When you know God, you have intimacy with him. It's intimacy is just easier. If you, let's say uh, you're engaged or married. I'm sticking to the married thing, okay? <laughs> and if you're not intimate with your husband or your wife, you don't know and understand them as much. But when you are intimate, when there's intimacy between two people, you know them better. When you know them better, you trust them more. When you trust them more, the two becomes one and you can get more accomplished with uh, two people on the same page. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So in the same way, God wants intimacy with us. But you can't have intimacy with him unless you know him. We need to know some things about God. No, we know of him, but we don't know him. Are y'all here today? You must know God intimately. And if you don't, it's very easy to do. You know him by his word, through his word, by the spirit of God. You must know him. And see, another thing, when you're intimate with your spouse, you have to spend time. Go out to dinner. You know, it's not just about these <laughs> you know, Pastor Barb talk about how Arbor used to just keep this in his hand, the remote, right? But in, intimacy is no remote. I mean, sometimes it's okay, but, you know, remove the remote between, between you and thou. Amen. <laughs> you just, you have to do it. Amen. <laughs> and just spend time, quality time with one another. Go out to dinner, do some things together to get to know one another and to understand what a person likes, what a person prefers, you know, where they're thinking, you know, just where is your head? You know what I'm saying? And you'll never know if you're not intimate with that person. Well, God wants us to be intimate with him and to be intimate with God. You must know him. You must spend time with him. See, we know how to go to him and pray. We know how to pray in tongues a little bit and, and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We know how to do all that, but do you really know him? It takes some time. It takes time. And that's the thing that most people do not have is time. Amen. But when you spend time with God, you start to become intimate with him. 
And when you're intimate, that means that you have knowledge of that person. You know what that person expects of you. You know what uh, to do and what not to do. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I'm going to ask Raymond, don't you know what your wife expects from you? That's right. <laughs> and some and a bag of chips. <laughs> and you have to know what a person expects from you. And you'll never know that unless you spend more time with them. Amen. And this is all God wants. And don't think God is not a jealous God. He is a jealous God. Amen. When you put more things before him, he becomes jealous. And then stuff starts to go shipwreck. And so ultimately, you go back to the one that loves you most. And that's God. Amen. You must know and understand the blood covenant. The blood covenant will allow you to know God better. And the covenant is is, uh, what God did for you. What See, a lot of things came from that covenant. It provided a free ride, so to speak. Amen. Where all we have to do when we mess up is go to God and repent. And because we've been redeemed, that covenant redeemed us from the curse of the law. It redeemed us from punishment for our sin. It redeemed us from everything that you did back in the day, you know, that you're not proud of. It redeemed us for all the times you denied God and, you know, wouldn't open your mouth and minister to somebody when you wanted to. And all you do is you just repent. You throw yourself on the mercy of God because his mercy endures forever. See, God can do for us what no man can do. Amen. His mercy goes forever and ever and ever. So if there's no intimacy, there's no relationship. And that's what I'm trying to get over. We must have relationship with God. And it's not as spooky as you think. You know, the devil can put fear in you. Oh, well, I've been gone too long or I messed up and I haven't been doing or spending as much time as I should have been with God. That's exactly what the devil wants you to think. The Bible says that God will never leave you nor forsake you. That means he will never reject you. Amen. He will. People will reject you at some point. God will never reject you. If you haven't been living up to your um, your expectations of God, you just go to him and you don't have to go like, you know, I think about when we were in Catholic church, everything was formal. You don't have to be formal with God because God is a real God. Amen. You remember them days, Nola, and all of this, you know, and the, the Hail Mary. And we thought Hail Mary doing that rosary got us through the gate. Amen. But it didn't. It's relationship and knowing him and giving him time and, and not being ashamed, you know. And I'm going to tell you something. You can tell God things you can't tell anybody. Amen. You can go to God and get forgiveness where man will make you sweat for some years. And but you know what we do? We X him out because because God is not uh, someone that you can see. He's very much alive because he's alive in us. But because he's in the spirit realm, we think he's not real. Amen. But when something happens, we get to praying. Amen. <laughs> We need to stay in that mindset all the time when something goes wrong, uh, even when something I'm trying to say, when when everything's right, 
we need to go to God, even if you just thank you, God. Thank you, you know. And, and instead of um, focusing in on what's wrong, we need to focus in on what's right. Because it can be a whole lot worse. Just look at Facebook. And you'll see people asking for prayer and things going wrong. And But thank God, you know, when we need God, he's there. Even if we go through some rough times, and we do because God didn't promise us a, a rose field all the time. But what he did promise is that he'll help us. We cry out to him and, and he'll help us. Isaiah, I see the Psalm 30 or Isaiah, I think it's Psalm 30, verse 2. It says, I cried out to God and he healed me. Amen. He heals us. He's a merciful God. And he don't care if you messed up. He don't care if it's been a while uh, since you've just talked to him. But what he wants you to do is change your mindset and start understanding and knowing, you know what? I made it this far because of God's grace. And I'm going to start thanking him for that. And the more you start talking to God, the more he'll answer you and you'll see his pre and you'll acknowledge his presence in your life. Amen. So you must know and understand the blood and what the blood that Jesus's blood that he shed for us on that cross. You see, God made a covenant with his own son. Why? Because there was nobody else that he could make it with because man is full of sin. And so Jesus was pure and clean and sinless. And so is the father. So he cut a covenant with his son for me and you. Amen. And so we need to remember the covenant and remember that, you know what that the covenant tells us? It should tell us that God will never fail us. It should tell us and let us understand and know what God sacrificed for me and you. Just just for your idle time. God sent his son to that cross and shed his blood for for your idleness for your knuckleheadedness, you know, you don't, it don't have to be something bad. Sin is sin, you know, for, for not following through on instructions, for not giving God, uh, first in, in, in your life. Just anything that you know doesn't feel right, take it to God. He wants to be that person that you come to. Amen. So we must understand. See, this is called understanding the price that Jesus paid. Some of us, we know Jesus went to the cross, but I don't think we quite, we don't focus in on the price that he paid for us, for us to just be free, for us to uh, understand and know love and experience love and experience blessings and power and honor. God allows us to be honored in this lifetime for various things, but do we honor him? You know, we should uh reciprocate these things that God has given us show our appreciation and allow God to bless us even more amen so we need to understand the price that Jesus paid uh God paid this price by giving us his son and allowing him to be scarred maimed tortured um that crown of thorns they put on his head they pushed it down into his skull and God doesn't want us to uh, feel bad and pay for that because the debt's been paid. He just wants us to acknowledge what happened on Calvary 
and know the price and see sometimes when we understand the price that's been paid we appreciate it more we don't take it for granted amen and that's all god is looking for he's looking for your acknowledgement so that he can develop a closer walk with you and that's all he wants amen hallelujah so uh we must first have some type of knowledge of exactly what happened on calvary and the Know that Jesus sacrificed his life and he sacrificed his life so that we could have abundant life. So in other words, his life went down for our lives, but, but he wants us to have abundant life. And that means to the full. He wants us to have even more than what he gave. Amen. See, there's a lot of benefits that come back to us. That's even more than what we acknowledge we need to understand and know what went on but he wants us to have abundant life he's the god ephesians three twenty, exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think and so god wants to have to the us to have to the full all the more he wants us to have so let's go back to ephesians 117 we went over it yesterday also and last sunday and so we're going to finish it today ephesians 117 and let's do 16 it says um low do not cease is that low do not oh that i'm sorry that's that's something else do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. And so what this is, is God is saying, I am going to open up the gifts of healing, deliverance, blessings, salvation. I'm opening these things up so you'll get to know me better. I'm going to bless you so that you'll acknowledge me. Amen. So he says, I'm going to give you more wisdom and revelation in the knowledge that's the cue right there he's telling us what he desires i'm giving you more wisdom more knowledge more understanding in the knowledge of me so he wants us to have more knowledge of him it's not just something i'm standing up here saying that sounds like a good message for sunday but i'm reading the word amen he says i want to give you more wisdom more not more let's see more more revelation in the knowledge of him so he wants us to know him better he wants us to have more knowledge he wants us to have more revelation why so because we he wants us to come to him he doesn't want us to go to man go to come to him first go to man second because this is why i know that's true god can tell you the right man to go to amen sometimes you think well, I'm going to go to my supervisor or I'm going to, but if you have two supervisors, maybe he prefers the Christian. Amen. Because they they understand more and they can help you better and they can surely pray for you. And so even if it's not a work situation, if you need a car or um, you want to buy a home, let God lead you to the right realtor. Let him lead you. I mean, God can do these things. He wants to be involved in your every little part of your life or however you can say it. 
he wants in every he wants to be involved in every little detail because he can lead you to the right people amen and so what we do is we go to man first and then when they mess up with us then we get to praying and then god will say well you should have came to me at first i could have told you don't fool with him you know so we need to put god first in our lives go to him for everything now we do have to get some things done through man you know everything's not done supernaturally it can be because everything that's tangible is from something that was spoken supernaturally are y'all here amen everything you see you touch is is a result of some supernatural uh result I'll put it like that. And so God can surely get the job done. But some things are done through uh, man. But God wants you to deal with the right people. Amen. If you want to go and get a bank loan, you're not going to just step in any bank. You need to be led by the spirit because some of them going to tell you no. Just because somebody had a bad day. You know. And just because the devil has his people planted everywhere. Amen. And so we need to go to God first. These are the things. This is what God is talking about. He wants us to come to him for every need. And then if he wants to uh, use man in your situation, he will lead you to the right person. Ain't that right? Amen. Because you can go to the uh, car dealership and get a, a crazy. What's the people call salesmen salesmen you know you can get a crazy person uh-huh but god will still and then even when we choose god is so forgiving when we choose the right people or we don't have our spiritual antennas up because some of us think because i used to think it was kind of petty i don't have to bother god with that but as i got older i understood he wants you to bother him for everything and so even when we make wrong decisions, God can still fix it. That's the thing about God. He will make it right. Amen. So let's see. Let's finish reading in verse 18. It says, so he, God is saying, look, I want you to come to me for more knowledge. I'm going to give you more revelation and more wisdom on who I am because I want you to know me. And in verse 18, he says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that means i'm gonna shed light on in your heart the eyes of your heart so i'm gonna shed light in the eyes or on the eyes of your heart so that you'll see what i see think what i think know what i know so that you can live a more prosperous life and you will not uh have a problem with the devil because he's here to try to mess everything up. He'll mess up any kind of deal. He don't care. He just want to mess it up for you so you won't have faith in God. Amen. He says, so the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. And he's talking about the eyes of your heart. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. So he, so knowing God and, and being enlightened by him gives you more hope. Hope for the future. Hope in him. And knowing what, what took place on Calvary and knowing about that blood covenant. Look, he cut covenant with his own son. That means there was an exchange of blood. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And guess what? Covenants cannot be broken. Now you cannot live up to a covenant. You can ignore a covenant. See, it got real quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> it's like, oops, I did too. But you can ignore a covenant or forget that you're in one, but you cannot break a covenant. It's, it's unbreakable. You cannot break a covenant with God. Let's look at it like this. We're in covenant because we're born again and we're redeemed from the curse of the law. And we we are believers and followers of Christ. Therefore, uh, we are believing and we get this is uh, one of the many uh, benefits from knowing God and being born again is family salvation, household salvation. So, you know, that even the distant cousins, everybody just I call it an umbrella under your umbrella of faith. Amen. You know who they are because you've been praying for them and you cannot escape them. Amen. God is is going to save them, heal them, even if they, you know, may not have been living for God. But when they cry out, God answers. Why? Because of you. Hallelujah. He's he's a covenant keeper. Amen. When your brother or your sister gets sick, God is going to heal them. He just will because that's the covenant. That's, you know, it's like this. You better not mess with some people because you don't know who's who they're in covenant with. Back in the day, well, we're all in covenant with God. But back in the day, you know, when Indians and people like that used to make covenant, the Hatfields and the McCoys sure wasn't in covenant with each other. But when people cut covenant with one another, you better not mess with them. Because you don't know who they know. The uh, We always use uh, these Italian mobsters. We use that we know that they did wrong stuff and it was not of God. But a covenant is a covenant. And when uh, they would take covenant, uh, make covenant with one another, they would make the covenant that if you go and rat on them, you get throat cancer. And we see it all the time. When you go and rat on them. Mm-mm. because they they make covenant with one another. And if somebody dies, if the father dies that was in covenant with another boss family or whatever, your crime family, and you mess with the son or the daughter or the grandkid, they coming after you because covenants are not broken. They're not broken. And that's why it's best to not even be bothered with them kind of people. Move to Missouri or somewhere else. <laughs> Get away from them. You know what I'm saying? Peaceful little town. Find a peaceful little time and town and settle there. But don't don't be in New York or wherever Chicago, because they will find you. Amen. And so it's like you don't want to mess with just anybody, because you don't know whose crazy covenant they're in. Now we're not supposed to make covenant with man. We're supposed to make because we're already in covenant with God. And we're to honor the covenant that we're in. But it's the same thing. Don't mess with the children of God. People think they can because they've been getting away with it so long. But let me tell you something. It's because we don't pressure God for vindication. Amen. And people think they get away with anything. Talk about you, lie on you, and, and do anything. Because I'm telling you, you learn a lot looking from, at this TV. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? People could stand before a, a camera and lie. And there's no truth to anything that they say. And it sounds authentic. It really does. It's, it's persuasive. And so I had to pay attention and, and understand what well, that's all they're trying to do is persuade people. You know, they don't care if people believe them because there's going to be a, a handful or some more that's going to believe that stuff. And so, you know, the devil, when the devil want to get you out of commission, he'll just have people say anything. And But, you know, you have to listen to God. And God is a vindicator. He will vindicate uh, his children. He just will. And that's just you. you why? Because he's in covenant. If he's in covenant with the mother, he's going to vindicate the children. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. He sees all, he knows all, and he will vindicate. And so you just have to let God handle things because he knows what he's doing. We mess stuff up, but he can't miss because he knows what he is doing. Amen. But when you are in covenant, you're in covenant with God. And see, when we, if, if more people understood the covenant, less people would be sick. Amen. Because they would know that they know that they know that they are already healed. And see, this is the thing that people don't understand. When they keep wondering, well, why she keeps saying she healed? Because you don't understand the covenant. Because Christ died for anything you go through. I'm not saying it may not. Some stuff is instantaneous. Some things take a little while. But I'm telling you, we're in covenant and we know that everything that was accomplished on that cross, we have. We've inherited that. And healing is one of the things that that covenant provided for us. So you have to understand the power of your covenant with God. And when you understand that, you know that he is not a man that he should lie. He cannot lie. The Bible says this is why he cut covenant with his son. Because and then when he made a covenant with Abraham in the Old Testament, he he swore by himself. He cut a covenant with himself for Abraham because he knew Abraham was a sinner. He had already gone to wherever it was, took Lot when God specifically said, don't take your cousin. And he took him anyway. And, you know, so he was already in disobedience. So what are you going to cut a covenant with him for? So he cut covenant with himself because he could find no higher person. And so he cut a covenant with himself on behalf of Abraham and his seed and his seed seed. I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And didn't he do it? He did it because he was in covenant. See, that's why we, if we remind ourselves of the covenant, then we know God will not fall short. Of what he has promised. We fall short because we get up and just do different stuff because we don't believe. You know. And and we well God why? Why are you doing this? And you doing it. Because you're you're not acknowledging the covenant. And this is why Ephesians 1 17 and 18 is so important. He's going to give you wisdom and revelation in his knowledge. So you'll know him better. And understand him better. So that you'll expect more out of him because of what was done through his son on Calvary. And then he seals, he seals that covenant 
on the inside of us with the Holy Spirit of promise. So not only are you in covenant with God and through his son, Jesus, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So in other words, you're sealed. It's nothing can change this. It's locked down. You're on lockdown for life. And it's a good, it's a good lockdown. It ain't the kind of lockdown other people put you in. They try to lock you down too. But I'm telling you, you can weasel out of that sometime. But God, you cannot, and I don't want to. We shouldn't want to. Amen. So let's keep reading. The eyes of your understanding. Being enlightened. He wants to shine light in your heart so that you'll acknowledge the covenant more. That you may know what is the hope. He is the hope. Christ is the hope. Christ in us is the hope of glory. He is the hope. So it's like when you get discouraged and don't know what to do, you still have hope. Because of Christ in you. He's in us. You, If you're born again, he is in you. Amen. The hope of glory. And you may know the hope of his calling. He wants you to know what you're here for. You will never know if you waste time with people. He wants you to sow some seed into his, into him. Sow seed into him so that he can make you blossom like a flower. That's what he wants. Amen. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe the exceeding greatness? There's greatness in him that he's placed inside of each and every one of us. Amen. Greatness goes to those that believe. Greatness is in those that believe. It's in those that don't believe, but it's being wasted. It's laying dormant because they're not uh, they're not acknowledging who they are in christ they're not acknowledging the cross the covenant they're just they're not um walking in full power and full understanding of who god is in him in them so what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power amen so god wants to impart revelation into his people so that you'll understand and know what you're here for. He wants to you to know why you're here. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see, where am I at? So what is the riches of his glory in the in here? So he's inherited things uh, in us. Of, he's inherited things, I guess I can say, in us. But you have to understand What's going on so that you can work these things out? I might have said that wrong, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. You have to partake. He wants us to partake of the inheritance. You won't unless you understand what he's done. What inheritance? I didn't know I I inherited anything. You have to know. When you inherit something from a loved one, a deceased loved one, you, you're always, they find out whose name is on that will or if they, you were left anything and you're going to beat it trying to go to find out. But we don't do that with God. What, what did he leave me? 
I always liked that, you know, china he had on the table. But we don't check God to, to see what is the inheritance. What did I inherit from what happened on the cross? And we need to know, we need to acknowledge, and that's all God wants to do is to enlighten us so that we'll understand and know the hope so that we don't lose hope. And what are you here for? God has a purpose for everyone that's here. Amen. And what is the wealth of his inheritance? There's wealth in the inheritance. There's everything that we need. Listen, if we would just really sit down and talk about this with believers or whoever you like to talk to, you would understand that God has done everything he needs to do to take care of you for life. Amen. He's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness, and that is true, and he's done it through the cross. Anything and everything that your kids will ever need is is done in that cross. And it's, you know, it's an inheritance that's, it goes on for a lifetime. And there's nothing that God, there's nothing that he cannot or will not do for you unless it's going to be detrimental to your health. Then he won't do it if it's not good for you. Amen. Like the cute boy down the street or whatever. You can think of some things that's not good for you and thank God God didn't give it to you. But for the most part, when it comes to your uh, health and wealth and things like that, God, is pr- he's pr- provided everything that you'll ever need. Amen. And he'll make sure that you get it. But you, your your mindset has to be full of the word. Amen. You have to change what you think. So you can think like Christ or think on the lines of the cross and the covenant. So we honor that covenant and we plead the blood because that 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 covenant tells us what was provided for us. And when you plead the blood, that's the covenant speaking in your life working for you. I plead the blood over my children in Jesus name and you name them Bianca, Jasmine, Rachel. You know, I plead the blood over them in the name of Jesus. And and that it's like a force field around them. See, amen. See, you can work this covenant has so many benefits. Not only is the covenant a done deal, but you can work I don't know how to say this. You can work what the covenant produced or you can work uh, what it took. The ingredients of the covenant was the blood. Okay. So you can work that blood because that blood covers a multitude of sin. It covers everything. But you apply that blood to everything that you hold dear. And it's like putting a wall around them and you can bank on that so if you're not familiar with the blood or i would get real familiar with the blood of jesus and the covenant we thank god for the covenant and this is what i i told the lord i would do is is thank him for the covenant and plead the blood amen and apply it to everyday life and so i think this is why god wants to enlighten us 
so that we'll understand and know what his hope in our lives are, are for or what the hope is, uh, how Jesus is your hope and and how he um, how can I say this, how he is active and how to integrate him in your life to the best of your ability or to uh, come out winning, come out winning for you. You, you know, y'all say, what, you know what I'm trying to say. God wants you to know how to work the covenant for you. Work the blood by pleading it. That's what you do. You plead the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. But it, but nothing happens much if the eyes of your understanding are not enlightened. If you don't know what the hope of God's calling is, then you need to get to know God. That's why he wants us to get to know him. Amen. Hallelujah. So the fullness of God or a deeper dimension of light is coming into you when you have understanding. And this is what God wants. He wants a deeper revel you to have a deeper revelation. He wants to shine that light in your heart and so that your mind can understand more about what he's done for you. Because it's already done. We just don't acknowledge it because we forget about the covenant. We're in covenant, so you have no reason to doubt. We're in covenant, so you should never think that God can't and and won't because he will and he has. That covenant proves it. Amen. And so we're children of Abraham. I'm the daughter of Abraham. I ought to be healed. Amen. So you declare it in Jesus name because he cut covenant with Abraham. I'm part of that covenant. And so are you. Amen. So it's like this. You can't miss if you know. And some things God will just automatically do for you when you don't. Because he's been doing for us when we didn't know all this time. But you work that covenant better when you know. Amen. And those are the riches of his glory. Hallelujah. The fullness of God is his richness. Is that's what he wants. He wants us to live in the fullness. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing left out. Having everything that you need. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he just wants us to go deeper. And it's coming into you. Light is coming into you. And that light is understanding. Sit down. That light is more understanding. And that's where God wants us. Why? So we can start trusting him more. We need to trust him with everything and we don't. You know why? Because we forget about the covenant. We forget about what happened. We, we know what happened at Calvary. I don't think we forget it. But we forget the benefits of what you know what came from it we forget about what benefits uh do i have from the covenant i mean from the the blood that was shed on calvary we we don't need to waste not one drop of blood amen because that blood signifies everything to a believer and we need to understand and acknowledge it and thank god for what he's done amen Hallelujah. 
the blood uh, acknowledging the blood in the covenant gives you intimate insight and that's where god is trying to get us with ephesians 117 he wants to be intimate with us and he wants to give us intimate insight into the true knowledge of him so that we'll know the father but we know him through the son amen sometimes we x out the son we x out god i mean you know when i was a a catholic they just told us about the cross and they left jesus on the cross dead you know and so we didn't know and i didn't know he was alive i didn't know that he was alive in me because i was not truly born again amen and that just goes to show you how this religion and this um tradition is you know it'll easily uh lead you astray and then you'll get you'll <laughs> have to acknowledge that they're false teachers because they don't lead you to the the uh to to the gospel they're not preaching the full gospel and if you're not preaching the full gospel people don't it's like it says how do they hear without a preacher but if the preacher is not preaching uh the fullness and preaching that cross and the full gospel then people won't know and it's like i didn't know uh the benefits of the cross and the blood of jesus i knew nothing about a covenant i did not know that you know when you're born again that you're in a covenant and so these things god is trying to give us more he cut a better covenant with his son with better promises and so he has given us the freedom to know and enjoy and understand so many things and live to the fullest. Amen. And these things you don't have to pay for. They're already paid for. And see, there's so many people that are into works that they think they have to do this. But it's already done through that covenant. So we have to know and understand. See, the more we understand is not the more you know. It's the more you understand and acknowledge the better, better life you're going to have. Amen. So God wants to flood our hearts. Amen. He wants to flood the very core of your heart. He wants to shine his light on the inside of your heart with more knowledge, more hope. Amen. So you can understand that there is a divine guarantee. Now the Holy Spirit is the guarantee. God is the guarantee or the guarantor or the guarantor. I don't know how to say it, but God is that. And the Holy <laughs> and the Holy Spirit is um, He's the hope. He's He's the the one that's on the inside of you, and He is the hope of promise. So he sealed the deal. He sealed that covenant. He sealed everything that happened on Calvary. The Holy Spirit sealed it on the inside of you so you don't have to, you don't have to do nothing. All you need to do is, is acknowledge and obey. But we still get sidetracked because we don't obey God. Amen. Because we don't acknowledge the covenant. And so a lot of things we're, we're ignoring and we don't understand some of it we don't understand amen and so we fall by the wayside and we're behind and then you start to tell you what you do you start feeling inadequate you start feeling separated from god why because you are and then we start to acknowledge some things and we get mad at god because we don't feel right amen 
but we can always you know there's always thank god repentance and we can always go back and get get close to god this is why he wants friendship he wants um to be intimate so that he can uh, do everything that we expect and more see god this is one thing about god he's going to do way more than you think he's going to do exceedingly and abundantly more amen hallelujah if you ask for a i don't know a, a, a bedspread he'll give you that and more he'll give you the pillars too you know just using that as an example and so whatever you ask for you'll get more but you need to step out in faith and ask him because when you use your faith you're using that to the fullest because you're sure about that covenant you know you're in covenant you know it can't be broken even if you mess up and do something wrong you still know that you are in covenant with god hallelujah and we just we repent and thank him because we know we know that we're still in covenant and the devil will come and tell you see what you did then here comes the condemnation. You know what you did, but you all you do is repent. But see, if some of us, we try to get away with not repenting, and the de- you open the door for the devil's, you know, harassment. But when you can put him in, I'd like to just let him know, look, I have a covenant with God. And it cannot be, it's unbreakable covenant. So you get out of my face because there's nothing you can do to me to get me outside of God. Because I'm sealed and locked in. Amen. No matter what I've done, I am sealed and locked in. Hallelujah. And it's um, unlimited, immeasurable. The power that God has placed on the inside of us and the power of that cross. And thank God, no man can take it away from you. The devil can't take it away from you. Amen. And the, it's the, the blessings of redemption. See, we've been redeemed. That blood cost his son something. And what did it do? It redeemed us from the curse of the law. Sickness is a curse. Poverty is a curse. Uh, uh, depression is a, per, a curse. Everything that is not of God is from the curse. And so, you know, Jesus died once for all of that stuff. But if you don't remind the devil of it, if you don't remember the covenant, then you'll let him get away with a lot of stuff. He'll even tell you you're not even saved. Has anybody ever went through that? You're not saved. (laughs) Just take him back to the covenant. Amen. When God cut covenant with Abraham. It was sealed with an oath and a promise. So when he cut covenant with his son, Jesus, it was sealed with an oath and a promise and the blood. Amen. It was sealed with his blood. And so we have to understand, see, when you know where you come from, it's like this. When you know who your kinfolk are, you don't take uh, a lot of mess off of people because you know who you're connected to. And we're connected to Christ. And everybody should be able to stand up and say that boldly. And make the devil leave them alone. Amen. Always go back to the covenant and the blood. We thank God for that covenant that cannot be broken. And we apply the blood. He's given us something tangible to work with. Amen.
And so there should never be a, a situation, not that it won't happen because the devil's going to mess with everybody. That's his job. But we have the tools to make him bow. Amen. The blood, the covenant in the blood. And we apply the blood to anything that is not like God. Amen. Uh, God swore by himself when there was none greater. And that covenant with Abraham still stands, even though it's it was in the Old Testament, because we're children of Abraham. And he he that covenant uh, provided uh, fertility for him. He says, no, you're going to be father of many nations and you're going to have a son. And that covenant is going to go through him and through his generation. And and it was just exactly all God was trying to do was get him on the path of, of believing it. And he's still trying to do us, even though it's sealed on the inside of us with the Holy Spirit. He's still trying to understand, get us to understand that this is is real. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us, coaching us and letting us know, yeah, this is real. Hey, this is real. And we still have doubt. Amen. And so this is what I believe the Lord is saying in this hour remind yourself of the covenant remind yourself of what the covenant stood for what it meant amen and so you know your miracle is coming amen and the devil i don't care what he tried to tell you see it ain't it ain't real because that hurt it ain't real it's real you just gonna have to speak up and this call this is called waging a good warfare <laughs> you gonna have to fight you gotta fight. Although it's already done, you gotta fight to see it, see it come to pass or manifest. I hate to use that word, but I don't know another word to use. But you're gonna have to fight to get it to manifest in the natural realm because it's already done. Because it's, it's, it's like this. And this is what helped me and I started to understand. Healing is a sacred thing. It's done between it's a sacred operation because it's, it's something that's in the, it's a supernatural thing. Okay. So that makes it sacred. And then I'm a supernatural being. And so is God. So it's not a natural process. It's a supernatural thing. So why do we expect to see everything in the natural when it's a, all a supernatural operation? Does that make sense? And so we're supernatural human beings. We're just in a, we're just in a natural body called this old house. And so that's all. But, <laughs> was that funny? But you know, that's all. That's all we have common with this world is our body is depreciating day by the older it gets. But you know what? We don't have to settle for that. Because God says he'll restore your youth like the eagle. I mean, God has made provision for everything. But if we don't keep that in our minds and in our hearts, we forget it. And we start living out of the natural. Just like God has not done anything for us. And so we'll start living out of the natural instead of living out of the supernatural. But when you understand the covenant and you put that covenant right, but you keep it before you and you say, "Uh uh-uh. Because I am in covenant with God. It is unbreakable. It's eternal. And the devil can't stop it. Man can't stop it. So when you keep referring back to that covenant and remind the devil 
that you are in covenant, he will back. He can't do nothing with you. He can try. But every trial that's set before you, you come out victorious because you understand who you are in Christ Jesus. And you are his his uh, covenant partner and you're his father. He and so a father protects a child. In other words, the Bible really says that God regards us. And when it says he regards us, that means he acknowledges us as his child, as his children. And he he protects and provides. And he, uh, what is it when a person gives you everything you need? Mm-mm, I don't know. Mm-mm, I can't think of what it is. But you know what it is. God provides everything. And he has everything there for us. But it taken. It's already provided for every need. And that's part of the covenant. It's part of who we are. And so if you need to pay bills, you, you better talk to God and let, and, and he can release money instead of waiting on a wealth transfer. Cause, you know, cause Jesus said in, let's see, it's in Luke four. He says, these things you can have right now. In other words, you don't have to wait for a wealth transfer. You don't have to wait for healing. You don't have to wait to pay your bills. Everything has been provided for already. Amen. And this is what Jesus, when he quoted Isaiah 61, and he says, these things, I can't remember what he said, but he says, it's available to you now. You don't have to wait. Hallelujah. And so, you know, everything points to the covenant and points to the blood and it points to a finished work. Everything is done. It is finished. That's why Jesus said it is finished. Because when he said it is finished and then he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Nobody killed him. Let's don't even go there. They didn't take his life. He gave up his life. Amen. But when he said it is finished, he meant everything that is already provided for you. Everything is provided for your kids. And I know you think, well, it don't work. Yes, it does. You don't work. You, you're not working it. He does provide. But see, this is the thing. You got to obey God. When he go to God, when you're in need, when he tells you to do something specific, do it. It's just like Jesus' mother at the uh, wedding feast. And that was the first miracle that he did. And Jesus wasn't even concerned about doing a miracle. It's like, what do you want with me, woman? You know, I don't have, really, he was saying, I don't have nothing to do with this wedding. I'm just here. The spirit led me here. I don't even know why I'm here. But, But what do you want me to do? And so she just overlooked that because they were, on the same wavelength in the spirit i'm I'm using my words and when she just ignored him and she turned around and told her servants whatever he say do do it because she knew he was going to come up with some solution see jesus is always the solution he has the solution all the time so whatever he says do do it it's profound you must do what he tell you to do now, if you don't know what he's telling you to do, don't do nothing. Go to him and press into God with that intimacy. Amen. With that knowledge of him. 
And with that intimacy, him being your best friend, him being your bestie. Amen. (laughs) He's your bestie. And I'm telling you, when you go to him like that, he will tell you, and all you need is a word from him. He will let you know what to do. It's just like I told him. I said, okay, God, the clock is ticking. And he told me there's no time in the spirit. And I said, oh, okay. So, but he's listening. He's there for you. And he takes care of every need. So keep going to him because he wants that intimacy with you. That's partly what intimacy is for. So you can get what you need and get it to come to pass. Because he wants you to have all things pertaining to life and godliness. And he's already done it for you. Amen. So all you need to do is make your request known unto him through prayer and supplication and and praying with all kinds of prayer and just go to him and worship him and thank him for the covenant. Thank him for the blood that was shed by his son because he gave everything he had and swore by himself with an oath and a promise. We have every guarantee. And then the, the Holy Spirit is guaranteed us by sealing it in us what was done on the cross. Sometimes we just have to remember. Amen. And I believe we're living in this new era. God is going to remind us. We're going to start operating out of the Bible. We're going to start receiving from the Bible and everything that God made available to us. And we're going to stop all this stuff. You know why? Time is escalating. And we don't have time to really fool around anymore. God wants you to get what he's promised you. It's not too late. Get that out of your mind. Amen. When the devil started lying to you, telling you things will never change, your kids ain't going to do this, and he's a liar. You know, whatever failure there's been, he's correcting these things. You, this is why we have to let God do things his way because he never, uh, counts people out no matter how bad they are or the bad things that they've done. He's not done with them. That's the thing he, he's trying to get us to understand. If you're a Christian, you need to understand that he he doesn't count anybody that's born again out, even though they mess up real bad. He is not done with them. And I'm going to tell you something. Those are the people that he'll do exploits in through. Just because we think we know what they deserve. We don't know. You know, because all of us deserve death. Amen. But God, he sees fit to use those that have been the the weakest and the messed up. I don't know how, because I'd probably lock them up. You know? But God is saying, no, I'm still going to use this to my glory. And so we just need to get on the same page with God, not saying we're out here doing nothing. Don't hear me wrong. I'm just saying that there's more of God to be had. There's more of God to to understand. And there's more of God that we need to tap into so that we can see his glory. Everything that he does, he does for his glory. Amen. He'll use us. He'll use us uh, in any situation just so his glory will be revealed. And where does he and who does he and how does he want it to be revealed? He want it to be revealed to those who are lost. 
Amen. Through those who are in covenant with him. And he is, God is concerned about a lost and dying world. Hell was made for no man. He don't want anybody to go to hell. Amen. And so what he wants us to do is be fishermen. Amen. Throw out the hook and let, let, uh, whoever wants to bite at that hook, let them bite it. It may be somebody that you might want to marry. Might be your husband. And he's out there looking for a hook and you're not even acknowledging the covenant or living out of the covenant. And so God wants us to do more for him because these problems and these trials that we go through, they're already fixed. God's already taken care of it. We just have to have patience. Amen. And stay prayerful and God will fix these things. If you need some money, he's already provided it. Your money is sitting up waiting on you to push the right button or in other words, tap into the right source. Amen. Your money may be coming through a man and it may be just coming from God. God will supernaturally provide that money. So whatever it is that you need, I'm telling you, God has already done it. But he wants that closeness with you, that intimacy with you, and so that he can do what he wants to do for so much and so long. And that is to bless us and bless us, you know, with everything, everything that we need. In other words, he wants to bless us more. He doesn't want just give you what you want. You ever noticed how when you need a certain amount of money, he'll give you extra? He's never gave me just enough because he's not a just enough God. Amen. If you need $100, he's going to give you 139 I mean, it's just the way God is. He's the God of abundance. He'd give you a 1000 if you act right. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, Isaac was a type and shadow of Jesus. I think we kind of hit on that a little bit. But the promises are sure and the promises are the same. You know, God wants to give you unlimited blessings. He don't want you to just have enough. He don't want you to just stick your foot in the door. He wants you to come boldly to the throne of grace. And that doesn't mean that he wants you bogarting and all. But, you know, we, we're no match for God. So we know that we can't bogart and go to him, but he wants you to come boldly. And what that means is come knowing who I am in you. Know that I'm your friend. Know that we're in covenant. Know that I, my thoughts toward you are, are good all the time. That I have not a bad thought. I'm not thinking bad about you. Amen. But I, I want the best for you. I have peace for you and and god can give you peace and so what god really wants his people to do is start to acknowledge the covenant acknowledge the blood and then he wants us to enter into his rest amen enter into his rest and how do you do that by faith you know when you believe what god has said you'll you'll have peace people who don't who don't enter into his rest, they don't have any peace, no trust. But when you start to trust God based on that covenant, 
And based on the blood and what that blood signifies, you'll enter into his rest. When God first told me this was uh, my season of rest, and I'm like, well, why everybody keep calling me, want me to do stuff? You know, (laughs) why they keep bothering me? And see, I had totally, it wasn't even, you know, I didn't understand what he was talking about. I didn't understand his rest. And so when I found out that when you enter into his rest, you're in trust, you're, you're trusting him. Now, it says in the Bible, I think I wrote it down where it says they entered not into his rest because of unbelief. So unbelief will keep you from entering into his rest. And that's why I couldn't enter in. Y'all been there, too. A lot of you are still there. But when you when you come into a oneness with God and you put him first and you start to understand and know who you are in him, you know that you can trust him because I'm in covenant with this this God, this great big God that created the heavens and the earth. And he cut covenant with me through his son. So he can't fail me. When you get that understanding in your head, you can't do nothing but trust him. That's all you can do because that's all that's left is trust in him. Trust that he's going to get you that better job. Trust that he's going to give you more of whatever. Trust that he's got the husband on the way. As soon as you stop harping about it, because he don't want you to want a husband more than him because he's already your husband. And so once he underst- he knows that you understand that you have a husband. I have a husband. I've been married all my life. Amen. I have a husband. I got two, to be honest. But the, but the greater one is the better one about now. And always have been. But I didn't understand that. I said, oh, okay. But I know one thing. He's always provided. He's always blessed me. He's never left me. He's always been really, really tender to me. And he cared about my feelings. Amen. He's shown me and so me. He's done what a, a, a husband is supposed to do. He's regarded me. And he's regarded you. Amen. So when you start to acknowledge that and say, you know what, God, I don't need nobody but you. Then you can be trusted with the promise. Amen. I'm content just the way I am. Amen. But now if you a man hater, <laughs> what's that song? He's a man eater, a man eater, a man eater. Well, she, a lot of them are man eaters. Now, if, if you're that way, he want to straighten you out and heal you. Amen. But, you know, if you're just waiting for that special person so that you can have a, 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 a good husband and a good home and, and whatever it is else that you want, God knows what you, you need and he knows what you want. But be content with him. I'm telling you, when you're content with him, he give you more stuff. He'll give because if he gives you the thing right now that you want so desperately, it may not be what you need. And that's why when people jump up and, and just say, well, you know, I'm going I'm to go and do this. They're in divorce court. That's why. They get ahead of God. 
And so God will give you the desires of your heart. Look, that covenant provides everything that you need. And this is the thing that I think God is want us to know more than anything. That covenant provides peace for you. That you would know that you know that you know that what you are expecting and what you have asked for, he's already done it. He's just waiting for the right opportunity. Because see, when you pray for something big, God has to line your life, or I should say we. You got to be lined up. Things have to be lined up in your life to receive. Now, it doesn't, you don't have to be a perfect person. That's not what I'm saying. But that means that you have to be believing and expecting. Amen. A, a daily repentance. You know, it's, that's the easiest thing in the world is to keep mess off of you. That you, that you, even stuff that you've perpetrated is the cross. Go back to the cross in repentance. Everybody, everybody quiet. It's the same easy scenario is repentance. It's so easy. What's that saying? It's, that's right. It's so easy. It don't make sense. It's repentance. Everyday repentance. You mess up and you, you, and the best thing you could do is acknowledge when you mess up and God will clean that stuff up like it never happened. And that's the good thing about God. It's so easy, it don't make sense. It's easy to stay clean with God and acknowledge the covenant. I think a lot of people don't acknowledge that covenant because they think they messed up too much to get anything. Not true. Because the the covenant uh, bears witness that you can never get too bad to receive it. You know how I know? It's already done. While you're trying to figure out if you deserve it, it's done already. It's already provided for everything that you need. God's got, it's done in the spirit realm. If we could see in the spirit realm, we see husband, car, house, and you never got it because you never lined your life up with God because you never believed it. You believed it for a little while and you let it go because of the thoughts that the devil put in your mind. And you figure either I'm too bad to get it or God don't want me to have it, which are all lies. Like the media, it's lies. And so what you have to do is go back to the source and understand that's why it's good to have a relationship, a knowledge of him, and and have a, a fellowship with God every day. Because the devil, I'm telling you, the devil can't come in there when you know that you know that you know. And so this is why the Lord told me to tell you, remember the covenant and apply the blood because that that X's out every other thing. I know that God has everything for me that I need because of the covenant. He's in covenant and covenants are unbreakable. Even in the natural realm, covenants are unbreakable. That's why you don't have a, a you do not make covenant with nobody. Only covenant you make is the covenant of marriage. And that's why when people get divorced, they think they can put people away. You ain't putting nobody away because <laughs> God don't allow that. You cannot break a covenant. You know, if that's a covenant partner, and that, this is what most women say, well, God didn't tell me to marry him. How do you know? You just said, yeah, to the first person coming. But see, God will have mercy on you and make that be the one. Amen. Yeah, some of them are listening, some of them aren't. And then some people understand and know 
that that their covenant spouse divorced them or whatever and they understand already you don't take another husband they know it amen but it's like keep him but i already know (laughs) you know that's how most women are but i'm telling you god cleans people up and make them like brand new and it's like it never happened we need to live with that kind of forgiveness like it never happened because really it didn't to god it didn't amen because god is is the author and the finisher of our faith he know what we need he knows where we're going and he wants you to acknowledge the covenant through that covenant everything's provided for you amen and i'm not trying to put anybody down i'm just telling you what the word of god says and you can it's never too late you can always start over and get what you need from god it's never too late don't listen to the devil because he's a liar anyway and you know he's already been proven in court in the court of jesus christ that he's a liar amen with the holy spirit being your lawyer and that's why it's good to lawyer up and throw it on the mercy of god's court and just tell the truth because god is your provider he's done everything for you the holy spirit is your lawyer amen he's your advocate and and i'm telling you god knows how to take care of his children that's why the bible says if they ask me for bread would i give them a stone no he won't do that but we don't know because we ain't sure of him because we forget about the covenant the covenant that's been you know and it's in blood an oath and a promise in jesus's blood his son's blood but we still don't believe you know why because of the devil he tells us in our hearts and in our minds you're not gonna get that because god ain't gonna do it sometimes he don't even put it on you he put it on god he mad at you and he ain't doing nothing for you and that's when you need to say you're a liar yes he will and already has it's already done that's why you're already healed you tell the devil look i'm already healed so what you telling me won't happen it's already happened i'm already healed because see that blood applied that blood applied at that cross it it provides healing and redemption when you are redeemed from the curse of the law sickness can't stick to you didn't say it wouldn't come your way because the devil's try anybody but it can't stay when you know it can't stay there's your fighting chance right there amen and so you know that you know that you know that you're uh you're above see we're seated with christ in heavenly places so that takes the natural realm out of the game so your playing field is the spirit realm amen doesn't that make sense amen okay and so when you know that uh it's just you in the spirit realm. You got that beat. I mean, you you got everything. Because God is in operation. Hallelujah. Let's go to uh, Hebrews 6. I don't have much time. And it's, uh, let's see, when God made the promise to Abraham. We'll just write that down. I want to do a little, because I want to go to Hebrews 8. Verse 6. And it says, but now he has 
obtain a more excellent ministry in so much as he is also mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. Now, if you read uh, Hebrews 6, verse 13 through 18, then you can, this is an, an extension of that, Hebrews 8, 6. And so it says he's a mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. And verse seven says, talks about a new covenant. It says, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. See, God knew that that first covenant wasn't sufficient. Amen. And let's just put it like this. Nobody kept it. (laughs) That's making it real understandable. And so he says i'm going to give them a better covenant with better promises amen promises that's easier to keep because that was the law back then and so this is the law that's been written in your heart and in your mind amen by the holy ghost so in other words you're sealed to perfection he sealed it on the inside of you so it's easier to keep and in other words it's faultless and other or or a no fault like it's no such thing as a no-fault divorce. But this this covenant is no fault. Amen. So you can keep it. It says, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. Because finding fault with them, he says, behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And that's us. It says, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt because they did not continue in my covenant. And I disregarded them, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they will be my people. Hallelujah. And so God has given us something better, something easier, something more attainable where you don't have to prove yourself and go to the priest and have him sprinkle the blood and all this stuff. This is a better covenant. Amen. Because he sprinkled that blood in your heart, you know, and he's written it in your heart and and in in. Put it in your mind so that you don't go too far from it. Amen. So this covenant, this better covenant, unites God with man. Amen. In other words, it's like this is man and God, and this new covenant unites them so that God is not far off. That makes sense? And so that they'll know that they know that they know that God is with us. Amen. And see, that's what we need to tell the devil, you know. He's, it's written in my heart. There's no way you can tell me I'm not healed because it's written in my heart. Amen. And so you can't change that. You know. And so we have to be, um, I don't know the word, but we have to be forceful with that. I think I'm supposed to read 11 and 12. And none of them shall teach his neighbor and none, none his brother saying, know the Lord for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Are y'all here? I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. 
Hallelujah. Now, how can a God, amen, how can a God like that fail? He can't. This is what I'm going to say about this whole covenant. Flawless. Flawless. Amen. And that's why you know you're healed. I don't care what the devil throws at you. You know that you know that you know that you are healed. Amen. And I'm telling you, you keep saying that long enough, you will see it. Because there's no way you won't. You will see it. Everything that you need, you'll see it. So stop trying to look for evidence. Am I or am I not? Quit looking for the evidence. Because you'll find it if you look for it because the devil is quick to oblige you. Amen. In fact, he'll tell you you did everything wrong because he wants to make you angry. You didn't do nothing right. And this is how you wound up in the shape you in. Well, you know, the facts may be straight, but it's still a lie. Amen. Honey, apply the blood. Apply the blood. No, I'm, I'm in a sick, sick situation because of you, devil. But you can't keep me here. Cause by Jesus stripes, I am healed. Amen. And I'm, I'm victorious in everything that I do. Hallelujah. And so you plead the blood. You acknowledge the covenant and, and apply the blood, I should say. Apply that blood. And I'm telling you, things will fall in place. Amen. And this is why we apply the blood. Because we take heed to the covenant. Amen. And start magnifying it. Magnify that covenant. You start talking about it all the time. And then you apply the blood to your body, to your finances, to your kids, to your neighbors. Everything. When you see people in need, when you go to the hospital to pray for people, you apply the blood. Amen. And then you start to live out of the blessings and not the curses. Because those curses are for sinners. And God will even, if they acknowledge God, God will pull them out of that. He doesn't even want those uh, curses for sinners. So why do you think God is okay with us living out of those, um, the curses? That's not for us. Amen. And it's time for us to give that back. Amen. And start declaring God's goodness and, and remember the covenant and apply the blood. In Revelations 12, 11, if you write that down. And it says, and they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. You got to keep saying this. Because the devil is hard-headed. He don't like to listen a lot like us. Only he's way worse. And so you keep reminding him of the covenant. And this is how you overcome. This is how you overcome sickness, disease. It says they overcame him, Revelations 11. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That was, that's the blood. They apply the blood. And the word of their testimony. They remember the covenant. And this is how they overcame the devil. Amen. Revelations 12, 11. Write that one down. Hebrews 9, 13. Write that down. It says the blood of bulls and goats sprinkled upon the unclean purified the flesh. But how much more shall the blood of Christ through the Holy Spirit purge our mortal consciousness of dead works? Amen. 
So if the blood of bulls and goats worked for a, a, a while until the, the new covenant came, how much more can Jesus' blood do? Amen. It'll purge your conscience of dead works. In other words, nothing sticks to you with this new covenant. And so stop accepting it from the devil. Amen. When he says you know good, you tell him you're a liar. Amen. Because I have a father in heaven that loves me. He he regards me. He takes care of me. He tends to me. And he knows what I need. And he gives me what I need at all times. Amen. So the new covenant is a divine spiritual covenant. And it's an eternal uh, I, I would say an internal, uh, internal and an external covenant. Amen. Because it's working for us on the outside and the natural and it's working for you on the inside. Are y'all here? Amen. Now y'all just want me to get finished. But I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking about the blood. Amen. Through the blood of Jesus, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. I know we've said that many times, but do you get it? Start telling the devil. See, this is how you know you get something. When you start reminding the devil every day, I don't belong to you. But I'm, and I'm redeemed from the curse of the law, the law. And sickness is a curse. Poverty is a curse. You know, uh, everything that's not of God is a curse. And so you don't predict what's going to go on in my life because I'm de- I'm done with dead works. And so we need to start to tell the devil these things. Amen. Hallelujah. And so and I have a, a, a guarantee and sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. Amen. And I have an inheritance whether I work for it or not. See, these things are freely given through the blood. Amen. You have an inheritance laid up for you. You you didn't work for it, and and you don't even know. Go and find out where's your inheritance. You know, do like I did, or somebody in my family looked up and saw my name for some unclaimed money. It's some unclaimed money for you. You know, my father's name was on that list every year. Where where he get the money? I don't know. So we went and claimed. Amen. And so, you know, there's money. And see, the devil, this is how he steals little by little. He steals from us, so we don't have to let him. The last one I want to give you is uh, Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. We read 17, 18, and 19. But if you read Ephesians 1, 13 through 14, and it talks about uh, the word of truth and hearing the, the pure gospel and being sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. We need to start preaching truth. We don't need to fix it up for people who don't want to hear it. Let them deal with that. Amen. With the covenant and the blood, we must cease from our own works so that we can enter into our rest, the rest of God. The rest of God is for faith people. It's not just for anybody. It's for faith people, people who trust God, people who unload Take it off of their shoulders and give it to God and say, I'm done with carrying this. You carry it. And when you unload it on God, then you enter into his rest because you're trusting him and allowing him to be God in your life. 
and then things started to work out amen so we need to understand what we need to do hebrews 4 1 through 16 talks about the rest of god for for god's people amen well if we have to continue this next week or whenever we will because it's so the blood you never get finished talking about the blood amen but don't forget two things don't forget the covenant and the blood remind yourself and remind the devil that you're in covenant with god and then apply the blood amen father we do thank you and we praise you for your word lord we love you and we exalt you and we thank you father we bless you lord god and we give you all the honor and all the glory in jesus mighty name amen and praise god thank you for your blood thank you for the blood oh father we thank you for the blood we bless you father hallelujah if there's anybody that needs prayer i can pray for you before we leave amen hallelujah